In Derech Hashem, coming to you live from the Summerton community, Kailo, Summerton, Philadelphia, and we are up to Simon Vav in Chelik in Perik Dalad of Chelik Dalad of Derech Hashem. So Dalad Dalad Vav, and so far we've seen three elements that are going on when you say Shema. When you say Shema, three aspects of Shema. We've seen Yichud Haboyre. Proclaiming Hashem is one and everything that, that is in, in intended with that. We've seen Kabbalah's O Machusoy, accepting the yoke, the Malchus of heaven, that Hashem is the king, and what that means, all the implications over there. Now we've seen Messias Nefesh being prepared to give up one's life for God. And that's also what a Yid has in mind when he's saying Shaman. He's also accomplishing something with that. And that's what we saw the last few days in Hey, what's going on, why it's so important every day, twice a day for every Jew to be prepared to give up his life for God, what he's doing when he gives up his life for God, what that brings down here into the world. And where that leaves us is with, with a whole lot of activity that, that, uh, that, that's going on here in Shema. A whole lot of information is crammed into six little words over here, six short words. And it seems that these six words are, are seething with kavanas, with intentions, and things that we have to have in mind. So the Ramchal at this point pauses to give us a summary. A summary of, of what we've seen and what a, a, a Yid should be focused on when he says Shema. And yeah, there, there are six short words, but there is quite a lot going on and packed into those six words. And it, it um, is something that's within our capabilities to really be doing Shema properly. And the more we're doing it properly, the more we're following the, the uh, guidance of the Ramchal over here, the more we are doing for ourselves and for the the universe for God's presence in the universe when we're saying Shema. So the Ramachal is going to give us a summary of where we're holding right now. Vav. Nimsa klal inin pazik bishan shal shemahu. So the the um, bottom line and in summary, what was what's going on when you say the first pazik of Shema, all this that we've been discussing till now in this in this parak, up in this point has been kavanas that are to be found in the first Pasuk of Shema. We haven't even gotten into the second six words. This is Baruch Shem Kavon Machus Oliyalam Voed. That's going to be a whole discussion in itself. We haven't even gotten there yet. Just in Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echod, what's going on is as follows, says the Rebchal. First of all, Ha'edus V'ha'idah B'yichud Ha'yizbarach B'chol Havcha Noyusov. Testifying, proclaiming, and declaring Hashem's presence and existence is one and we're testifying to the oneness of Hashem in all of its aspects all of its aspects what's all of its aspects? we saw three aspects again of Hashem being one what are the three aspects of Hashem being one? Hashem is one in all power in the world all power is Hashem is power Hashem is the, is the Baal HaKoyches all Koyach is really Hashem's Koyach Hashem's existence is the only existence. Hashem is one in, in the entire entirety of existence. All existence is really Hashem's. Hashem is, that's the Baal Hametzius. And Hashem is one in terms... What's the matter? Hashem is one in terms of having a plan. Very good. Hashem is one in terms of a plan, a direction, the fact that the breeze is going somewhere. The The... objective behind all power, the objective behind all existence is only Hashem's objective 
and even that which we detect as something that seems to be its own existence, its own power, is not only Hashem's existence and Hashem's power, but not even the Pshat that Hashem is powering someone else's power, and Hashem is giving His existence someone else's existence, but it can be it can be um, abducted and hijacked from the Rebbein Shalalim. And you can run off and do your thing. No, there's the only plan, the only direction, the only objective is Hashem, since it's all playing into that and following suit. So those are all the aspects of Yichud. Kabbalah's Omachusoy v'hamlichoy al kol kulam. There's also accepting Hashem's Malchus, the yoke of Hashem's Malchus, and that Hashem is the Melech Umachusoy b'achol memshalo, that Hashem is the Melech over everything, over everything, and we again, the Ramchal is condensing this because this is the summary. But we saw three aspects of Hashem's malchus as well. Um, we saw that Hashem is a king, and that in of itself is an aspect of Hashem's malchus. That Hashem is a king, and a king wants to have a relationship with his with his countryside, with his subjects. Hashem is not a despot. Hashem is not a dictator. Not the pshat. The, the subjects are there for the tyrant for the ruler, rather the ruler, the the king. The benevolent king is there for his subjects to benefit his subjects. That's Hashem being a melech and not a moishel. There is the idea of accepting that Hashem's authority is total authority. There's no authority besides the Rebbein Shalalim. So he's a melech and he has total authority. And that total authority is an obligating authority. It obligates me, obligates the, in, in, in all of his subjects, which is the entirety of the universe. That's the three aspects of Malchus. And finally, that we are prepared to give up our lives to sanctify God's name. We, we have to be prepared to be Meister Nefesh, that, that, uh, that if it would ever come down to it, if we would be up against the wall, if we would be there at the stake, and we were told to make a decision, are we going to renounce our Judaism and walk off with our lives, or are we going to submit our lives, surrender our lives, and not renounce our Judaism, we are prepared to surrender our lives. A Yid has that in mind twice a day when he says, that, when he says Shema as well. Part of saying Shema is the resolve to give up one's life for Hashem. That's how much I'm saying Shema. That's the degree to which I'm being Meyachad Hashem and being Mekabal Hashem as a Melech, even at the expense of my own life. And I'm ready to do that, and I resolve to do that, and I even visualize myself doing that. So that's what's going on behind the scenes. And what does that result in? What are the effects of that? The state of HaKadosh Baruch Hu now governing and, and, and um, being reinforced instated and reinstated, so to speak, through me, as the having supreme authority on the entire world. So first of all, it's just establishing that Hashem is one and only, and the only one and the only, only authority and existence, and that subdues all of the uh, all, all, all the powers in the Bria that seem to be contradictory to this, this Chazak Atoy his Gaber, when they're subdued, um, the next natural uh, step that results from that 
is that Hashem's light and iris and lichtachai are able to shine forth into this world because the resistance has been subdued. And that, and when that presence comes into this world, now the world can be upgraded and can be raised to a higher level and can receive further shleimus for the perfection because it's receiving Hashem's perfection. The world becomes a klikibel, becomes even more polished and even more receptive to being that receptacle. But and now there is this nexus, this is what comes from the Messias um, Nefesh. There's a presence now and a place and PowerPoint to tap into in this world for everyone that wants to elevate themselves and take a part in elevating the world. There is now, in addition to the original powers of the six days of creation, which Hashem puts into the Bri every, every 24 hours, there are PowerPoints for upgrades, for increasing a person's strength, increasing the spirituality of a person and, 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 and the entire universe, which were not inserted uh, from Rebbein Shalman's 24-hour recycle. That comes from us, and that's what we're in, infusing into the Bria in, in uh, this kavana of Messias Nefesh that we're prepared to give up our life. So this is what we have in mind when we say Shema, and this is what we're doing when we say Shema. So this is really amazing. This is... This is unbelievable. We have this opportunity twice a day. We have this responsibility twice a day. We're maintaining world affairs twice a day. We are upgrading the world, keeping the world on the rise twice a day. And the more we really understand what we're doing when we say Shema, the more we're actually doing this. So before we move on to Zayn, Zayn is the Ramchal moving further in Shema, is moving further along. Zayn is going to be the bad Baruch Shem Kavayid Machusai. The next line in Shema. Before we get there, it certainly behooves us at this point to figure out how we're supposed to juggle all this and how is a Yid supposed to have all this in mind when you say six words. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. And even if you stretch out the Echad, and even if you say the Shema with the An, even if you do that, that's only buying you a few more split seconds. How do you have all this in mind? And where are you supposed to have all this in mind? And when are you supposed to have all this in mind to do this properly? So some of this we spoke at a little bit. We mentioned the Nefesh HaChaim by Hashem Elokein HaShem Echad. And that was about Yichud HaBayrei. We already mentioned from Chaim Velashen that Hashem Elokeinu we're having in mind that Hashem is the power behind all powers. Hashem Echad. Hashem is the ultimate existence behind all existences. All existences are Hashem's existence. But we have a lot of other things we have to put into here. Um... Accepting Hashem's kingdom, and we also have Namasiris Nefesh. So, where does he have all this in mind? So, it's appropriate at this point just to read um, some of the halachic instructions over here from the Chai Adam, Reva Avram Danzig of Vilna, a premier Paisic of the uh, generations before the Mishnah Brewer. He was the Mishnah Brewer of his day. And in some circles, he still is um, the Mishnah Berurah of, of uh, contemporary times. Um, there are still some people at him as some groups that, that for them, the Chai Adam is the premier Paisik. Not the Mishnah Berurah. The Mishnah Berurahs in general become accepted as the, the Paisik that has supplanted the Chai Adam. But the Chai Adam, really, even before the Mishnah Berurah came along, the Chai Adam was the, the accepted halachic work that Kleisar worked with. Um, <coughs> He was uh, 
he was Meshamish the Vilna Gain. He was a Talmud of the Vilna Gain. And he has a, um, a, a um, seminal halachic compendium of um, halacha. And let's see what he has to say about Kriya Shema. He speaks a lot of this out and, and goes through what you should have in mind when. So this is the Chay Odom. In the Klal Chaf Aleph, this is um, Simon Yud Aleph and Klal Chaf Aleph. And let's read what he has to say. He's not going to cover everything in the Ramchal, but he is, gives us a nice hashlama, nice uh, supplement to what we've seen in the Ramchal and what we've spoken at from Reb Chaim Velazhner. Remember, he was, he was more or less contemporaneous with Reb Chaim Velazhner. Let's see what he writes about what you're supposed to have in mind and when during Shema. Yichav and Shema Yisrael, so we're reading from the Chai Adam now. When Yid says Shema Yisrael, you should have in mind the following. Right, Zalemer, Kablu Aleichem, you're telling everyone, accept upon yourselves, you're addressing the community, Klai Yisrael, Hashem, Shehu Elekeinu, Hashem, who is our God, Sha'anachnu ma'aminim boi, Shu Hashem echod b'chol ha'olamas, Hashem, who is one and only one through all of existence, Bashamayim of Arts, Vidalad Ruchais Ha'ilam Hashem, whom we believe in, Hashem, whom we accept, Hashem, whom we um, see as our God, is who Hashem Echad Bechol Ha'ilam. He is one and only one in all of existence, <clears throat> up and down, and to all the four corners of the earth. Shamaim of Arts in the upper levels, the lower levels, and all four directions. Um, that's why you should stretch out the echad. You see people stretch out the echad. Echad. Why do people stretch out the echad? You're having in mind that Hashem is one. That's the Aleph of Echad. Ches in the Shemaim, the seven heavens, and the one earth down here. And Dalet, the four directions of the of the universe. That's what uh, the Chai Adam is referring to when he says Shlep at the Echad. So let's just slow down. What, what's in, in, in understanding this in the light of what we saw in the Ramchal, what, what's the Kavana that he's talking about? This is, this is Yichud um, Habay, right? Um... This is Yichud Habay, right? He's, 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 we can see maybe a little bit of a hint towards Kabbalah's Oma Chushamayim. Um, the Echad is, is the Yichud um, Habay, And where the Rav Chaim to put Yichud Habay into Hashem Elokeinu and Hashem Echad, seems that the Chai Odom is, is, is pushing that more in the Echad. That's where we unify Hashem. Hashem is one and only one in all of existence, so the Chai Adam is sort of having us put into that two for one. Hashem is one and only one everywhere, and that, that would include all power, and that would include all existence. And the Kabbalah's Omachu Shemayim, where we're supposed to be finding the reference to Hashem being the um, Melech, that the Chai Adam seems to be putting in Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Shehu Elokeinu, Hashem who is our God. What does it mean he is our God? He is the Melech. We accept him at that point as the Melech. He is the Melech, not only is the Melech, he's also one and only one. Um, so that's what the Chai Odom is telling us to do. To put this side by side with um, 
before we're going to go on, he's going to now go on to continue to talk about Mesiris Nefesh. To put, put this side by side with, with um, what we saw in the Ramchal about Kabbalah's um, Omachu Shemayim, excuse me, um, being a, a separate Kavana and, and independent of Yichud um, Habayrei, which is what the Ramchal was, was doing. There's Yichud Habayrei making Hashem one and only one and accepting Hashem as the Melech. So we put the Ramchal together with the Chay Adam. We have one of two options. When it comes to Yichud Habayrei, really, it's nice to... Um, let's go through the different options over here. You know, if we want to do things, there's do a thing, doing things lemahadrin, doing things um, with all the uh, all the options, doing things with all the fixings and the trimmings, and doing things with more economy, based on how much we can really juggle in our heads. If we want to do things really in the fullest sense, we can have in mind in Hashem Elokeinu and in Hashem Echad both Yichud Habayre in both of those. Um, uh, segments and have Kabbalah's Omachu Shemaim in both of those segments and I'll speak out how to do that now the Chai Adam is giving us a way of doing it with more economy let's, so let's go from like first class down to uh, down to economy seating over here in terms of how to fly this uh, Shema, Shema plane so to do things with the highest f- level of, of Kavana is to have in mind all the kavanas by all areas of Shema, which means you do have to take it a little bit slowly, and you do have to have a little bit of a warm-up. You know, make sure you you um, are a little bit you know, structured and mentally prepared going into Shema to know what you're going to do in Shema to make sure that what you do in Shema is going to be done the right way. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. In terms of Yichud Abari, so that we mentioned already. Yichud Abari, how do we have that in mind by Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? Hashem is one and only one in terms of all power. All power is Hashem's power. is the Baal HaKaychus Kulam. Hashem Echad. Hashem is the Baal Metzis. All existence is all of Hashem. Is, is all Hashem. Hashem is Mamalikol Alman. Hashem is everything. And Hashem is the power behind everything. And that's how Reb Chaim Velashem tells us to do it. What about Kabbalah's Omach Shemaim? So we saw three aspects of it that can also be plugged back into Hashem Elokeinu and Hashem Echad. Hashem Elokeinu. That Hashem is... Is... Um, our God. Here we have aspect one and two of Kabbalah's Omachu Shemaim. By Hashem Elokeinu, we have in mind that what? That A, Hashem is a God. Hashem is our God. Hashem is a God that wants to have a relationship with us. Elokeinu. Hashem is a Melech that wants to relate to us as a Melech, not a Moshe. Hashem, we said that in Elokeinu, that Hashem is a king who wants to relate to us. So we have that in the the plural uh, first person possessive suffix that comes at the end of Elokein. Everybody follow? Elokeinu. Hashem is our God. Hashem wants to relate to me. Hashem wants to have what to do with his world. And he's Elokeinu. What is it that he wants to have to... Who is that entity that wants to have a relationship with a new, with a me? That's Elokeinu. Hashem is, is authority. So that's aspect one and two of Kabbalah's Omach Hashemayim. Hashem wants to be a melech to his nation. That's Elokeinu. And Elokeinu, Hashem is 
is, is an entity of authority, that's a melech. Hashem is a melech, and Hashem as a melech wants to be a melech and not a moishel. Hashem echad, as such, Hashem's authority is the only authority, and all existence has to submit to Hashem's authority. Everybody got that? That's Hashem Echad. There's no authority besides God's authority that obligates me also. This is separate from Yichud Haboy, right? Which the Hashem, the aspect of Yichud Haboy and Hashem Echad is all of existence, Hashem existence. So when we think about that in terms of Malchus, we're thinking to ourselves, Hashem Echad. Um, the only authority is Hashem's, uh, is Hashem's authority that commands and obligates everyone in existence, including myself. I am a subject of Hashem the King as the ultimate authority, therefore I am subject to Hashem's ultimate authority, being a subject in that kingdom. And I therefore have to be subjugated to that authority. So that's having Yichud Abayre through Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad, and then Kabbalah Zomach Hashemayim through Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad. And that is a lot to have in mind. And you could do it, again, when you go on with, with enough preparation. And that's why you see there's a meaning that many people, that when they say Shema, they don't go right from to Shema Yisrael. They will pause for a few seconds. And in many shuls and many yeshivas, there's a slight pause. After the Sheikh Zibra says, there's a slight pause. Then you hear, what's the shot in that pause? In some yeshivas, it's a slight pause. In some yeshivas, it, there's five minutes over there. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but some, you have in some yeshivas, and, and, and you're looking around, did I miss something? Did they, dive in, they have a different program over here? Did they jump into Shimon Esri? No, they're giving themselves a very long time. You know, my mirror days, my mirror yeshiva days, the mirror yeshiva gives a, 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 a um, very generous amount of time. There's a very generous pause between finishing the bracha of Abaycher Ba'am Yisrael and Shema Yisrael because there's a lot to have in mind to do it properly. That's doing things limahadrin. You want to fly first class, that's how to do it. You want to do things with economy, so the, the Chai Odom seems to be giving us a way where in Hashem Elokeinu we have Malchus, in Hashem Echad we have Yichud. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem, you are my God. That means you are an authority, and that means I have to accept your authority. You can have that in mind by Hashem Lekenu. Hashem Echad, Hashem is one and only one. I have in mind that Hashem is all power and Hashem is all existence. So that's doing things with more economy. You could do it that way also. And you're ultimately having in mind the same Kavanas, but you're not putting them through the entire puzzle, all Kavanas. That would be doing things if it's, if it's uh, not so doable to, to, to do the, the first approach that we have the Chayyim giving us that out. Now what about Messias Nefesh? At what point do we have in mind that we prepare to give up our life for God? Shema is very, very busy right now. Very busy place. Where do we have in mind that we're going to give up our life for God? So let's see. Um, it's recommended, says the Chayyim, to have in mind that I'm prepared to give up my life. Note, note he says recommended. He says it's recommended to do this, making make it clear that if you're unable to pull that off, you still got the mitzvah of saying Shema. You get the basic mitzvah by just accepting Hashem's kingdom and authority upon yourself. It's recommended to also have in mind you're giving up your life. The Ramchal didn't say it was recommended. The Ramchal said this is part of saying Shema. Why is the Ramchal not, you know, 
making it an option. I'm saying this, how you do it, whereas the Chai Adam is saying it's recommended. The answer is they're coming from two different places. The Chai Adam is speaking halachically, the Ramchal is speaking hashkafically. From a hashkafic perspective, the Ramchal is saying, this is how you do the Shema, this is what's going on Shema. You want to do Shema the right way. Make sure you have this in mind to, to bring all the tikkunim down to the world that you can possibly bring. You want to do it right. You want to do it, you want to do it right. That's the Ramchal. It doesn't give us the option of not having in mind Messias Nevesh. The Chayyadim halachically saying it's good to have in mind Messias Nevesh for all the Cheshbites of the Ramchal. But if you didn't have in mind Messias Nevesh, it's not that you're not going to get the mitzvah. So, how do you do this halachically, says the Chayyadim? Have in mind when you're saying Shema that you're going up in flames, that you're on that pyre, you're in that auto defe, you let them burn you at the stake. Have that in mind. Depict that, visualize that. To fulfill and satisfy the injunction of, of, of being prepared to be sacrificed, call Hayyoyim every day for God. Note, there's an allusion here to the Ramchal. Every day you should have this in mind because every day we need to bring that energy into the world to tap into for the world to upgrade itself. A Yid has in mind that he wanted to give up his life for God. It's considered, it's farechen, it's gerechen as if he actually did it. As if he actually did it. Now, the Ramchayim goes on. I would like now, though, to make the following disclaimer. Even though the Zoyar is definitely mashma, the Zoyar implies that when should you have in mind that you're giving up your life for God when you say the word Echad? Echad, Echad, you have in mind you're going up in flames, you're, you're letting yourself be burnt at the stake. The Zoyar's mashma you should have in mind at Echad, and he says the Zoyar right, implies this in many places. It's clear that the, Ram, that the Chai Odom had a Bikius in the Zoyar. Um, okay, clear that he knew the Zoyar. And the Zoyar implies that that's where you should have it in mind. What does the Zoyar say in Parshas Mishpatim? Rabbi Yisai, the Chayyim tells us. Zok the Zoyar says like this. A person should unify God every day to have in mind that he's been killed by the word Echad. He doesn't give us the full quote, but the Zoyar relates it to Shechting Vehema. And you the behema. You have to check it with um, twelve different checks uh, to make sure twelve different steps to go into shechting an animal. The, the, to check the night before and after and, and etc. You check that the shechita has the element of twelve. So there's an element of twelve um, that is accompanying Aramis Nevesh, and that's the ches and the dalad of echad. Hashem is one over ches and dalad. The eight oilamis, the seven heavens and the one earth and the four corners. So that's a little bit of a zoyar over there. quotes another zoyar that every day a person has to be choyzer and shuva and has to be prepared to give up his life when he says echad. A person, when he says the word Echad, should give up his life out of love for his God. So he quotes three different places, just like this. Three different Zayars, the Chayyadim quotes, that tell us that it's got to be by the word Echad. Because from all this implies that by the word Echad, that's when I have in mind that I'm giving up my life. So 
says the Chayyim, it's very hard to do this. There's so much you have to have in mind. Echad, you have to have in mind before you conclude the word. So you can have in mind that what Hashem is one and only one over all the entire world, over all the kaiches, over all of existence, and I'm giving up my life, and I have in my mind that I'm being burnt at the stake. All this you can have in mind when you say echad before you finish it. It says Chayyim, how are you going to do that? Very hard to do that. Says the Chayyim, the way he learns it up is that what it must be when the Zerah says to give up your life with Echad, after you have in mind what Echad means, after you finish saying Echad and having in mind Echad that Hashem is one and only one, say, okay, now what am I prepared to do as a result? After that, I have in mind that I'm about to give up my life. So according to the Chayyim Adam, you have in mind, Mr. Nefesh, after you finish the word Echad before you say Baruch Shem. After you finish the word Echad, says the Chai Adam, he's Mechadish and Halachad, you have it in mind afterwards. Don't rush the Ches, don't, don't snatch the Ches, meaning don't mispronounce the Ches. Don't stretch out the Aleph. Now, Halachic things, make sure you say the Dalit cleanly. Don't schlep out the Aleph. But the Chayim is telling us that the Messias Nefesh, that a Yiddish have in mind, is after he finishes the word Echad. And we certainly understand where the Chayim is coming from in saying this, because according to the Chayim, you're, supposed, you're putting all of Yichud HaBayra into the word Echad. That Hashem is one over all the all existence, Hashem is one over all power. So it says the Chayim, you can't also have in mind that you're going to give up your life and visualize for yourself that you're being burnt to the stake. You have that in mind afterwards, and that's how he learns up the Zayar. At the same time, the Pashup Shad of the Zayar does seem to imply that while you're saying the word Echa, you should try to have this in mind. So it's like this. It's like this. Um, according to the simplistic reading of the Zayar, the, the um, Messias Nefesh Kavana that you're giving up your life for God should be in the word Echad. And the Mashmais of the Zayar seems to be that when I say Hashem is one and only one, it's just really um, an illustration of how one is Hashem. Hashem, how one are you? How at one are you? How unified are you? You're so unified. You're so one and only one. Your authority is so singular that it overrides my own existence. If it would be my existence versus renouncing you, that would be a breach of your unification. You being one and only one, I would be aligning myself with something else. So... It's so important and it's so far-reaching how one you are that it even overrides my own life. Desire implies that it should be done during the word Echad and together with all the other covenants of the word Echad. And it would seem even with the, the Chai Adam's heter, or not, not heter, but under, uh, interpretation, uh, the Yid has in mind during the word Echad, you are satisfying the simplistic reading of the Zayar. The simplistic reading of the Zayar. Um... The Chai Adam does give us a way out over here. He is, according to his understanding and interpretation of the Zayar, he's telling us that you can have it in mind after you say the word Echad. And that's his Psaq and Halacha. So if you have that in mind after you say the word Echad, you are going with the Chai Adam. You have the Chai Adam to back you up. And, and um, certainly that would be a good place to start off in trying to balance all of the Kavanas uh, within our recital of Shema twice a day. And to put a, a, one more specific spin on the kavana of Echad, yes, the Zayar says it's linked to the Echad. Hashem is one. And this is how much Hashem is one. Hashem is so one that, it, that, that it, it, it warrants me giving up my own life. Because if I wouldn't give up my own life, I'm saying there's something outside Hashem that's not Hashem, that's my life. 
and choosing to veer off from Hashem, that would be a stira. That's why I have to give up my own life. We saw also that the act of giving up one's life is an act of making myself and the world a perfect, perfect, perfectly polished kli that without any interference to bring Hashem into this world, that's the other kavanah to have in mind when we're prepared to give up our life, that I'm making myself a receptacle to house Hashem's glory to the degree that there's nothing in the way, including my own self-preservation, doesn't even get in the way with me being a kli kibble to bring God into this world. So that is the first puzzle of Shema and where to have in mind and what to ha- what, where to have in mind what and what to have in mind where. That wraps up Vav and Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow we continue with Zayin. We're headed to Baruch Shem. Thank you all for joining. Have a wonderful, blessed.